What's up, Playboy? Where your video at, dog? Can't see you, dog. Oh, shit. Anchor's on? Uh-oh. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I mean, trying to, trying to see you shine, player. I call you son because yeah. you shine like one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> let me try to uh, let me try to add add our bud here. Our bud, how are you, dog? Good man. Yeah. Fucking still moving. Um, my uncle said we can take all the time we need, and then a couple days ago he asked us when we were gonna be out of there because he's oh, got he's, somebody wanting to look at it. He's definitely mm. gonna charge you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely gonna try to charge you. Uh oh, do have we got it? Have we made a shake? Not yet. The call is sent, but we waiting on to pop up in there. Yeah, I mean, there we go. I think we did it. Yeah, what up? I mean. Let me let me try to get to my computer. Uh-oh. I think this. Uh oh, big ring. You hear that? Oh. Okay, we all in, we all in. Where your video at, dog? We trying to, uh, you know what I'm saying? Try to see you shine, too, you know what I mean? <laughs> Look, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get it on my computer real quick. Yeah, yeah. He's probably got his, you probably got your little uh, camera blocked. Don't want nobody watching you. You know what I'm saying? Gotta do what you that, do. Keep that air. <laughs> Yikes. I was going to say keep an air of mystery, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Superstardom, I get it. I don't know nothing about it, but I get it. You know what I mean? You know, carry you got to carry yourself as if nobody can touch you. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I think he's still on the way. But go ahead. You were telling me about uh, yeah. your uncle. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There he is. What's going on, Playboy? What's up? That's probably a little bit better, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Ren, you said your uncle was trying to trying to play you. Yeah, dude, he he fucking told us that uh, we can, I mean, take as long as we want to move out, and not even a week after, he's fucking asking us when we're gonna be out because he's got to show it to somebody. Uh, no, he doesn't. Well, family ain't shit, huh? Yeah, no. Family ain't shit. <laughs> ain't that a bitch? That's wild, man. My guy going through some stuff now. I'm in a big ass group chat with like third and fourth cousins i ain't never met before it's a little awkward <laughs> we uh we gonna make it work we gonna make it work oh shit but uh <laughs> we got uh we bring friends we have friends amongst us uh matt introduce yourself to the people man what's going on matt from Wraith. Yeah. honored to be here yeah, love yeah. talking some wrestling yeah yeah glad to have you man i know uh Long time listeners know, man, Ren has been has been singing the praises not of just your uh, your music, your art, but also the friendship. You guys are friends in real life, as we That's like right. to say. That's right, yeah, Ren is a friend. Yeah, um, <laughs> listeners, if you, yeah, man, buds, pals, you know what I'm saying? Uh, long time listeners, if you go back, I believe it might be the last best of, maybe the one before it, where like, you actually get to hear the beginnings of the friendship come together damn it's uh it's natural it's organic and stuff you know what i'm saying it's not forced y'all just got chemistry and stuff um matt man how did uh how did the band come together like how long y'all been together you kind of kind of give the listeners a little little background to y'all yeah for sure so i started the band in 2016 it was a solo project 
Uh, I was kind of like in between bands at the time. I mean, I've always been a dude that's played music. So for me, it was like in my blood to keep it going. So I started writing some songs by myself in this little apartment I had at the time. Um, our drummer, Mike, who I was in previous bands with, lived in Florida. Uh. And he actually FaceTimed me to show me his new place in Florida. And while we were FaceTiming, I was like, yeah, man, like I wrote some music or whatever. Like, he's like, oh, like play it for me. Let me hear it. So I played him the songs. He's like, dude, like if I was in, you know, Chicagoland area, like I'm, I would be all over that. Yeah. I joked and I was like, well, if you ever move back, you know, like, let me know. Like right now I'm just kind of doing it by myself. But if you want in, spot's yours. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know what happened. I mean, he could probably tell you better, but a couple weeks later he called me. He's like, dude, like I, I look low key. I hate it in Florida. Like, <laughs> he's like I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the driving force was. I think it was like, it's like when people go on vacation, you know, like warm weather, palm trees yeah. are tight for two weeks, but then something about being home is just a little bit different. So he moved back and yeah, like I said, the spot was his. We started recording some shit and the rest is history. <laughs> My man was awake at 3 a.m. like, fuck, man, them fucking melodies, son. <laughs> right. Shit. Right. Yeah, I got to get, I got to get on man, that, I son. I got to go home. Right. I, I, go I would home. like to say that that was why. But... Right, yeah. I think yeah, you made a move back. That in combination with all kinds of other shit. Really, knew what he was he doing, man. Mean. He asked him, "Are hey, you trying to get on this?" He said, "No." And then three weeks later, he's like, "You sure?" He's like, "You know what? Right. For yep. sure, <laughs> for sure." sure. Yeah, he, he kept it cool. He's like, "I don't know." I love it in Florida. Oh man, <laughs> who are some of your uh, some of your influences as far as you know? Just um, I guess we'll go to the music. Just you, period. Yeah, I mean, music in general. I got a super broad taste in music. Mm. I mean, the spectrum. It's pretty, pretty wide, but I think for metal music, you know, early Metallica, Motorhead, you know, Venom, all the classics, Sodom, Creator, Destruction, like, I mean, there's probably, you name a band and I'm into it, but uh, like a number one inspiration guy that I would model myself after is James Heffield from Metallica, okay. those early, you know, 80s, early 80s, mid 80s, late yeah. 80s Metallica, that, that shit is, you can't fuck with that. Where do you rate um, Drag by a Truck? <laughs> you don't fuck with Swanky Superbog. Yeah. I didn't know if he rated Dick no. Filet like in his top ten. Um, <laughs> no. No, 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 not, not necessarily my cup of tea. I'll leave that to Ren. Where, where, where? I'm asking Ren like, is there like metal beefs? He's like, no, you don't really hear about like metal beefs, but like, and I'm not trying to start no shit, or maybe I'm. Oh yeah, but dude, like, is there like you? Are you, you ever been part of like metal beef? Yeah, dude, for sure. I think it's not as prevalent as like hip hop. Like, like yeah. I don't know. I feel like hip hop beef is like it's part of hip hop, right? Like, it's, it's all the, wrestling. It's almost fun. Like you like the beef. It's like wrestling, right? Like you yeah. like the drama. You're you're there for it. You want to listen to the song to hear about it. I think metal's a little more subtle, but yeah, dude, yeah for sure. If you look up metal beef, I promise you, you'll find all kinds of <laughs> the subtle subtle diss bars. Not so overt. It's not a Drake, <laughs> right? Yeah. Not a Drake yeah. and Kanye thing. It's it's subtle. <laughs> subtleties in the lyrics yeah it's, um it's, right, right not a no, not a no vaseline but it's, it's, <laughs> right right, right. <laughs> you mentioned though you mentioned being in like past bands um how does that work man i, I imagine like your final group isn't your first group where there are hard feelings going between past bands when they found out you know you got in a new band and the success you guys are having have you got motherfuckers text you like listen man it should have been me uh, hit you like, man, your, your shit ain't all that anyway. Like, how's, how's you still doing residual no, ex bandmates? No. I don't think so. Like, honestly, like the dudes that were in my previous band that me and Mike were in, like, they're still my 
good ass friends. Yeah. Like, yeah, I hang out with, you know, the bass player, his name is Colin. He comes over all the time. We yeah. get beers together and food. He's also a teacher and so am I. So like, nice. you know, we have that kind of bond where we talk about education and shit like that. And then uh, the singer and guitar player of that band's name is Mike. And he works with our other buddy, Jake. And like, he came to my birthday party and all of us kind of just like, Hung out together. I mean, I don't know. Like, it just, yeah, it doesn't feel like there's any hard feelings. No if there are, they're not sharing it. They're not <laughs> sharing it. They're trying to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stay, stay in the good graces. No, no, I'm just playing. Um, you say you teach. What do you teach? Yeah. English, high school English. Okay. Do you, do, do your students know what you do? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I was going to say, like, is there a way no. that you can balance, do, do your coworkers know anything? Like, how do you balance the, uh, the work life versus the uh, life life? <laughs> Well, well, so being a teacher is really cool, right? Because, like, I have a ton of free time. Like, yeah. it's, I mean, it's teaching is a difficult job, but, like, the weekends, nobody goes to school on the weekends, and the summertime is off, and I get all kinds of breaks and stuff like that. So, like, we had a long weekend recently, and we played Detroit, Milwaukee. Yeah. I came home. I had a day to rest. I went back to work the next day. Like, nobody's the wiser. But yeah. I did slip up and tell my coworkers that I had to play some shows, and I could tell that they were like, <laughs> What do you what shows? Kind of, like, what shows? Mean, shows? Right, like, right. I'm like, oh my god! Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll see you on Monday. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, I, I almost slipped up and told my coworkers <laughs> we had a podcast, and they're like, "I was like, yeah, I got a podcast," and they're like, "What? You got a podcast?" And I was like, "No, no, I'm just kidding. I really <laughs> no, don't." No. So I'm, I'm about to listen to a podcast. I'm gonna listen to a podcast. Yeah. Right, right, right. No, I'm spending all weekend catching up with my favorite episode. I gotta bounce that shit podcast. too, man. Like the people, I, uh, I I told Ren, yeah, I'll go back to like headquarters of of company I work for, and like one person will hear an episode, hear some episodes, like, yo, man, you was killing that shit, and then all of a sudden, like, there's three or four more. Hey, man, I heard, uh, yep. heard your pod, man. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. I'm like, oh, they didn't hear none of the stuff about the whites. They must not have heard <laughs> any of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, keep listening. Uh, keep, <laughs> keep listening. Tune in, tune in next week. <laughs> <Tune in laughs> on the next episode of the Hard Camera, and um, you know, and and like I said before, you know, I know Ren. Uh, Ren was, you know, you know, talking about the, the the evolution of you guys' friendship. How did you and Ren come to become, you know, the the guys you are now? How did you guys meet and develop that? Well, I think we were just friends yeah. on Instagram first, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think just through music, through the band, I think Ren was one of our, not like first fans, you know, but he was kind of part of that initial wave when we yeah. started to get a little bit more popular in the underground metal. So he's always supported us and yeah. shared our shit and bought stuff from us. And I think just like we try to be the band that's approachable. To, like, like that's that. like one of the things we pride ourselves on is like we, you know, we'll we'll be by the merch table and like we truly will just hang out. If you want to talk, come and talk. Like we've had guys that have driven, you know, two three hundred miles just to see us and like to me that means something so yeah. like i'm not gonna go in the back and drink free beers like i'll pay two bucks a beer and, <laughs> and talk to this dude like it's you know thir a 30 minute set like don't that's a waste of time like i want to give that person an experience that's you know and experience. i nine times out of ten the people are super cool like nobody's creepy nobody's weird everybody's down to earth it's just like hanging out with a friend you know a familiar yeah. face like in i'm probably city, the creepiest so. person <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we. I, I love that idea of like yeah, giving them full experience because me and Rim talked about it before. Talked about that before. Like we're like dead ass regular dudes with regular to semi regular jobs. But like, when we went to the Rumble in St. Louis, Rin got recognized, 
And it was like, oh, yeah, fucking sure. ripping to the city. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, for sure, right? Or when I get a text message from, like, a friend of mine and they're listening to, you know, an old pod and they're hearing, like, topics we may have touched on, like, these, yeah, these things mean something to people. So definitely provide an experience oh, where you can, yeah. you know. it's Yeah, uh, and that's not lost on me, you know. That's for not sure. lost on me. I it's, think it's really important. It almost becomes its own responsibility. Like, we kind of have... Not the just the you know not just a commitment we've made to ourselves and the commitment you've made to like your bandmates, but like it's almost a responsibility to like provide for the people who love what we do, you know, indirectly. Totally, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you feel that kind of pressure at all? Or just kind of kind of natural. I wouldn't call it pressure. Like yeah. the the thing that I always I just try to be empathetic to that because I mean I I can't tell you how many shows I've been to where all I wanted was a conversation with a dude in the band I really liked. Yeah. And like, I know I'm not a weirdo. I know I'm not being <laughs> malicious. I just want to ask them about like the second track on their first record. And like, yeah. so like, and I've gotten ghosted or the cold shoulder. Or it's like, are you going to buy merch or what? Like right. I get out of the way. Oh man. And like, never want to do that to anybody at whatever level of, you know, success we, we get to, even if it's, we remain at this level or dip, whatever, yeah. like, I don't ever want somebody to turn around and be like, damn, man, he was a dick. Like, right. straight up. I drove all the way here. I gave my money. I bought a t-shirt. And he didn't have time to say three things to me. So, like, yeah. whether I'm hungry or tired or just played the show, like, I'm going to try my best to give that person a couple Thanks. of minutes. Like, th- that's the least I could do. Yeah, I know? feel that. You know the old saying, never meet your heroes. Uh, so, you know, staying, staying, totally. you know, staying away from that. I remember uh, one time I went and seen Fly Union live at my sister's college. And uh, I went to the bathroom, and I'm finishing up. And one of the members of Fly Union walks in as I'm finishing up. And I'm washing my hands, and I notice, and I'm like, uh... Now, we know grown man restroom etiquette. Like, you don't... <laughs> you, <laughs> you just let a, you let a man handle his business. You got I go, uh, I go, hey, man, y'all performing roller coaster? <laughs> Well, that's one of I'm my one of my Bobby favorite joints, man. Y'all performing roller coaster. He kind of chuckled and shit, but I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, I fucked that up. Yeah, man. What a what a. I couldn't have waited. Like, how do you do that? Like, am I supposed to wait outside the restroom? Like, yeah, I just wanted to wait for you to handle your business. Worse, <laughs> that's even creepier waiting outside yeah, the restroom no. for him. There's no way. There's right. no way to win yeah. in that situation. Hey, <laughs> there's no way to win. No, no, no way no. to win. You did what you could. No doubt. No, you did what you could. Yo, Matt, glad to have you, my man. Let's get started, fellas. I want to thank everyone for pressing play on episode 147 of The Hard Camera, T-H-C-C-X-L-V-I-I. And I am your guy, <clears throat> your guy, Juve, J-U-V, just under your vision. I'm sitting here with my tag team partners, Big Ren, the legendary, and the homeboy Matt from Wraith. And together, we are the Wyatt family. Matt, let them know how they can reach you on the social mediums. How can they how can they find you if they were to look for you? For sure. So our handle on Instagram is Race Thrash, all one word. If you hit that, there's a link tree that will take you to anything else you need for Race. That's our band camp, our Facebook. We got a website, our YouTube channel. So if you find us on Instagram, that is the absolute easiest way to get a hold of us. That's the best way to find the rest of the links as well. Dig it, dig it, big Ren. Let them know how they can reach you on the social media is my guy. All right, you motherfuckers. Y'all can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at a motherfucker, a underscore m a a f h u c k a. 
You can also find me on Snapchat at MoffedUp316, M-A-A-F-F-H-H-D-U-P-316. Fuck you, I didn't need my piece of paper this time. That's why I'm dying, because you got to see how cool <laughs> Ren was looking like. Uh, uh, hey, well, I, underscore. I read that off a piece of paper, yes. and I haven't fucking found that little piece of paper yet, because it's still in a box somewhere. Because last week I know in it was tough, but yeah. this time I was like, shit, you know what I'm saying? It's really, it's really nothing. Like, it's really nothing. Um, check me out on Twitter and the Instagrams at Juvie Desai, you know. That's J-U-V-I-D-E-S-A-Y-U-N-O. Hit us on the show page. Me and Big Ren on the show page on Twitter, on the Instagrams, at The Hard Camera. Live coverage, live witticisms, predictions, whatnot, heretoforth, etc. And, of course, things of that nature. Above all else, though, you listen to us on a variety of different platforms. Some are listening on Spotify. Some are listening on Anchor. Who is this? Who is this? Let's get him out of here. Some are listening on Google Podcast. Some are listening on Breaker. Some are listening on Radio Public. What was that? Just some random. What did we? Somebody just, somebody just popped into our that. chat, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, we had to get them, get them up out of here. Um, wow, wherever you're listening. Heartwarming content, heart building content. Uh, how do we get infiltrated just then? I, that's never happened before. I really um, don't know. That's kind You're of the master, right? Like you got the that's stuff. the f- wow content that hopefully helps pay our bills. Uh, yeah, I con- thought Matt did it. I, listen, content <laughs> no, that may have gotten all our accounts just hacked into. Um, right. <laughs> I hope it helps pay our bills, fellas. We got AEW Revolution 2022. But first, before we get into the card, we uh, had some big news, man. Yeah. As of this past episode of Dynamite, Tony Khan has officially bought Ring of Honor. Um, fellas, how how do you how how do you respond to this news? Any deep dive thoughts, ideas? Ren, hit us. What's up? I've got really no idea, honestly. Yeah. Like, what? Like, are we? Are they going to merge companies? Because they didn't really say. <laughs> right. So I mean, I I mean, shit. I say they just keep Ring of Honor as standalone. Mm-hmm. And if they want to interchange, go to each each organization. Let them, you know. But yeah. I think that's one thing that could be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Man, any thoughts? So, yeah. So I think. If I'm not mistaken, they terminated all of the Ring of Honor talent contracts, right? So, like, Ring of Honor true. currently is just a name. Yeah, Right, true. so they don't have any wrestlers. I mean, realistically, Tony Khan could just pick up whoever he wants for AEW, but I think that that's for the back catalog. I think Tony Khan wants all those Ring of Honor shows, and he's got something in the mix for, like you were saying earlier, Ren, I know we were talking on chat or text, but, like, <clears throat> A streaming platform. Yeah, I mean, he could still sell Ring of Honor merchandise. He could still put out the T-shirts. But ultimately, like he's got access to anybody he wants to sign. There'd be no reason they wouldn't go to AEW. Right. I had forgotten about that. Yeah, they'd released basically every contract. That's um, that's a very important point. And I would imagine like a streaming service, something, something to. There's one thing to just own the content, but yeah, like to make money off the content, right? They they buy businesses to make money off the content. Sure. Um, you know, before I before I even realized, you know, they released all the contracts or remember they released all the contracts. 
my first thought was like, will he have an entirely different staff for ROH? Mm. Um, does Tony be a Khan, lot of work? That's a lot of work. Does Tony Khan take over the booking of ROH? Right. Um, how how does yeah. that work? There are a lot of it's it's intriguing. There are a lot more a lot more questions now. I saw a post online. On one hand, I found it to be a little bit haterish, but a little bit a little bit valid. Um, the hater part was like they were talking about Tony Khan got an inheritance from his daddy. He just bought a new toy, but there was a little bit of validity in there when they were talking about hey, AEW itself is only three years old. You know what is it about the Tony Khan purchase? that is different from the 20 years worth of history of ring of honor um you know who who couldn't really secure that deal you know wondering what the difference is but i mean then again the Khan family got the money <laughs> yeah. to, to make shit happen to make it you yeah. know a, a bigger company than that that 1 a.m uh abc uh show that you're watching at the, at the bar. bar you know what i'm saying <laughs> right um, yeah, yeah exactly yep. so the yeah. money and the resources you know and the connections you know to do more with it um that is interesting though there's clearly the grounds for like and here's the thing play it smart play it smart it won't have the effect of like the uh, the original invasion but with smart fans you build roh up for a little while swap little bit of talent here and there. There's a clear invasion, an invasion angle right there. Now, I mean, that hit is hard, too, because Tony Khan owns both. But still, the potential is yeah. there. The potential is there. So I'll wait until something happens. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so as you were talking, I didn't even think about it. But but AEW's they're like nearing this problem when it comes to too much talent. <laughs> and now, right, you got you bought Ring of Honor, which yeah. is something that exists already with a name and a fan base. Yeah. So maybe you use that as like your, I don't want to say developmental because I feel like, like you said, it's got a legacy already, but mm. maybe you start to overflow that talent to Ring of Honor. You start putting on shows with Ring of Honor with people that are, you know, kind of under the con umbrella. Right. And it's a way for people to float between shows and get some practice because realistically, like, you know, what what is he going to do? Sorry, he's, he's running into an issue with main event talent. Like, mm. he, it's just too much. He doesn't know what to do with it. Wasted angles are... I feel like there is a lot of that that has been a criticism has been a lot of talent. I'm of the I'm of the majority that thinks like I like the talent influx because it does keep the matchups fresh. Um, But I like that you kind of shied away from saying developmental because it on one hand, like or even if it's not like a developmental, but on one hand, it could like, quote unquote, like cheapen the idea ROH. But also you can get you could offend some talent like, oh, I'm not good enough to be on dynamite or rampage or dark or dark elevation i gotta go to fucking roh you know what i mean so risking alienating that talent too um yeah this is an interesting purchase an interesting pickup um i'm not mad we'll, we'll see where it goes we're back we're back had a scare all right fellas we have aw revolution 2022 um but yes, before we get into the card itself, let's get into the numbers. Big Ren is sitting at 89 of 124 matches at 71.77%. You got Juve 
sitting at 95 of 124 Ooh. matches, 76.61%. So. I mean, hey, it is what it is, right? You know, nothing major, right? We got uh, nine matches on this show. We still got a uh, NXT TakeOver. We still got WrestleMania. That's another 53 matches just in one yeah. show. Uh, so it's not over. It's not over by any means. Uh, but before we get into the card, fellas, uh, Matt, how you uh how you feel about this card, man? How you how you feel looking go, going into it? I'm excited, man. I think I'm always stoked on the idea of four pay per views a year, so I feel like it really does mean that these are a big deal. Like I've been I've been excited about this since they started building the hype for it. And honestly, I got like a little bit of notes here, and I'm just kind of looking through some of the names, and there's really not any reason not to be excited like with some of these people wrestling like it's gonna be good we know that it's gonna be good for sure Ren, what you thinking man matt just said it all yeah four pay-per-views a year i think that's the way to go and yeah everybody on this every match on this card is top notch yeah it's top shelf shit (laughs) no no mid-card bullshit this is this this is it i definitely yeah i'm looking forward to this card last year's revolution was a little lackluster um, we we all remember that was where that. the ring blew up. Wasn't yes, it? the ring. Yeah, uh, yeah had a, had a yeah. sparkler incident. Um, but yeah, no, I like the I like the one paper the uh, the the quarterly pay per views too. Four pay per views a year, and this is kind of another reason why I like the size of their roster. Right, they don't really have. I mean, they've got their main event scene, but like they don't have their their upper mid card is so stacked. That a lot of their upper mid card can be in the main event still. Because um, if I'm looking at this card right now, like as far as their their true elite talent, because you you know they have their TV talent, their pay per view talent, and the people who are on dark, the people who are on dark elevation. Yeah. I can't think of anybody that we're missing from this card. Of all the talent of of, of AEW, Miro still out. Um, Shit, I forgot about him. Yeah, right. Miro still out. Um, Jay Lethal, they need a story for him. Um, they do, man. Yeah, yeah. Lance Archer—that was somebody who I thought I thought was gonna make. He came back. I thought he was in the main event picture. Yeah. And then what happened? He lo- he lost, <laughs> and now he's wrestling on dark again. Lance I Archer and Brian Cage are so interchangeable to me. Crawl for sure. Yeah, I think Brian Cage is out of there. Yeah. Well, they renewed his contract. Yeah. They renewed his contract. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but like, yeah, looking at this stacked card. You know, the, the one pay-per-view every three months, you get to use the, the most of your, you know, make the most of your card. You get a nice, long, decent pay-per-view with a lot of great stories there. And, yeah, utilizing everybody. I'm not seeing anyone who I can't, who who, who deserves to be on this card I can't think of. Uh, Kenny's still out, of course, so, you know, so that's that'll be when he comes back. Uh, FTR, right? FTR, Santana Ortiz. Um, imagine, like me and we were talking about last week, imagine an AEW pay-per-view without FTR, like... That's how stacked the, the, the tag division the roster is. Uh, fellas, let's get into it. We have a Tornado Trios match. The Andrade Hardy family office, uh, represented by Andrade El Idolo, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy, taking on Darby Allen, Sting, and the TNT champion, Sammy Guevara. Uh, Matt, start us off. How you thinking, man? I mean, I think it's got to be Sting, Darby, and Sammy, right? Like, they're not going to lose. And truthfully, the stuff with Matt Hardy, like, it's not been my favorite. And I could see them not – I think that they probably know that the fans aren't super into it. And Sting, Darby, and Sammy, like, those are three 
the pop, like when any of them come out, is absolutely insane. So you're going to have them wrestle kind of something that I think is floating currently with the Hardy Andrade thing. Uh, I don't know. I think it's Sting, Darby, and Sammy for sure. Plus, Sammy's, Sammy's got a belt, and I don't know. I can't picture them losing that. They've got a real X-Men feel about them, don't they? Totally. <laughs> and it's like a Motley crew. Like, none of them make sense. They shouldn't, you know, Sting's like their dad. Sammy and Darby are <laughs> totally opposite. But, like, yeah. for some reason, like, I'm pumped when they come out. Right. I love it. Like, there's yeah, a, there's a chemistry. Like... One's like the jock, like brother, and that's Sammy. Yeah, right. And then you right. got like the outcast, totally. Darby. That's true. Yeah, exactly. And then you had Sting, who like when he was Surfer Sting was totally somebody's jock brother. And then right. he and grew, was, then he yeah. grew into his emo face instead of right, out yeah. of it. He's like a sketch uncle at the party now. He's just like yeah. just the face paint and the long hair. That is in the funny. Background. That is funny. Ren, how you see this going, bro? Yeah, I'm agreeing with Matt on this. Um, there's no reason they shouldn't lose this. Um, everybody on the Matt Hardy team just kind of seem like they're just a bit on lower on the card, you know. And, I mean, fuck, I, I honestly feel like this pay-per-view is going to be pretty big on the baby faces. Mm. So, I Yeah, I feel that. This, uh, I will say Andrade, of all the big signings, big WWE signings, does probably seem like the least utilized while you're still trying mm-hmm. to find that real story for him. I mean, he was part of the Pac, Cody Rhodes, um, you know, um, Malachi Black story. It didn't really turn into and didn't really turn into anything bigger for him. But I think we're on the verge of seeing Andrade take over the Hardy family office. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Especially if Jeff comes. Yeah, right, right. Yep. So we're already seeing. Yep, yep. We're yeah. seeing the dissension between Matt Hardy and Private Party already. We're seeing that Andrade is really taking over the business aspect in the sense of, hey, he's looking for the TNT championship. He wants Darby Allen <laughs> for whatever yeah. for, for whatever purposes he wants him for. He's, <laughs> right. trying, he's trying to purchase Darby Allen. And yeah, there's Jeff Hardy. The 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 overlying Jeff Hardy. He wouldn't fit in that 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 conglomerate at all. No. Matt Hardy has proven of proven himself to be the more versatile member of the Hardy family. Maybe not the more popular version, but the more versatile mind of the Hardy family so he can he can switch from role to role when need be um and yeah you're right I mean it's the TNT champion it's one of their bigger baby faces in Darby Allen and it's Sting Sting who's been protected really well in his matches um and this being a tornado style match he can get away with a lot of brawling to where he doesn't have to do too much he'll pull off a couple spectacular feats that'll make the crowd chant you still got it (laughs) <laughs> and uh right. yeah darby sting yeah, and, and sammy yeah perfect yeah, setup perfect for him form. hide him in multi-man matches multi-man brawls at that and let let him flourish uh team baby faces all the way yep. um for the tnt championship we have jade cargill taking on ty conti uh big rent start us off i see he's going she's gotten a lot better jade, jade cargill yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck, she said cut the shit last week. So, I mean, <laughs> hey, cut the check. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is another – I find this is another no-brainer, honestly. Yeah. They're going to – Jade's going to have this title for a long time. They're going to make her look great. Yeah. Ty, or, yeah, is going to be a good opponent, but not this time. <laughs> but why, why, why? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, 29-0. Uh, 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, she's at least going to go 30 for sure. Got to at least get to 30. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Matt, Matt, how you see it going? Yeah, literally in my notes it says, Cargill wins, needs to look dominant. I think that AEW put a ton into her, and I can't picture them. They're not going to – they're not ready to fold yet. Right. And I think she's got the potential. I mean, I could see it. Like, every match she gets better. Plus, dude, her, she just looks awesome with that belt. Like, Yeah, it fits her. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a champ right there. So I fear definitely pulling this out. Absolutely, Jade Cargo has the ability. You know when like women call each other bitches on TV, and it feels weird. When Jade Cargo <laughs> does it, it feels so natural. It does. Like, like yeah. she interrupted Psychondi, bitch. If y'all stop with that, dumb, I'm like, oh yeah, that feels real. Sure, yeah. Like it's 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 how people talk. Like it's she said right. it in a way that people talk like this. Um, Tony Khan made a, uh, a comparison to Goldberg and it went over, oh. it went over poorly and largely I, I understand. Um, but I mean, at the foundation of it all, you had a natural charisma in Goldberg that Jade Cargill has. You have that natural athlete that Goldberg was that Jade Cargill is, and she's on an undefeated streak. Now she's not going to take over nothing. Nothing is going to take over the, the pop culture phenomenon the way that anything in the nineties did. We've went over that, no. you know, yeah, countless times. Yeah, you know, the 90s with the, the apex of technology and, and creativity. Um, but Jade Cargill is getting better <laughs> literally totally, every yeah. match. Literally I every think, match. Like, and it also helps, too, if she has somebody else that can help her in the ring. In the ring. During yeah. a match. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems to be a consensus between you know different veterans just in in their own interviews. Like Jade Cargo is is putting in work, um, not just on the on on television itself. Um, shout out to uh, Devin and Hafiz uh, from Clark Street Wrestling. I actually did their Revolution show. I think it'll be dropping the same day as ours. Um, but hopefully you're, you're checking ours out first. Uh, but shout out to them. I had them on there, and and Hafiz made a great point because when Jade Cargill put out the open challenge and Ty Conti answered, I was like, all right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Right. Yeah. Because when she faced off with Britt Baker at full gear, like that was the match of the card that was like, all right, let me go make sure these wings, you know, says sitting right. You know what I mean? And it turned to be an okay match, but Hafiz made a great point that it's kind of something that, AEW does well as well, even if there's not necessarily a direct inherent story within the match that they book, they do a good job of highlighting a wrestler's entire story arc. So the Ty Conti story of how she had the WWE NXT opportunity, um, lost the opportunity, it kind of broke her, and then she came back to wrestling and she's revitalized, right? So that story there. Otherwise, I'm not sure who Ty Conti is outside of being Brazilian with a booty, like depending on which jeans she wears. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, keep this match. I mean, you know, seven, eight, ten minutes. Nah, yeah, give it. Yeah, eight give minutes. it eight, ten minutes. Yeah, I eight, would. Yeah. Eight, ten minutes. Uh, Jay Cargill, twenty nine and zero, uh, in, in another good showing. Yep. Um, let's see. We've got the face. Of the Revolution ladder match. Now, I try to stay away from spoilers. Uh, and hell, as of right now, we don't. It's it still hasn't been recorded yet. But uh, we've got Wardlow versus Keith Lee versus Pretty Ricky, what they call him, Ricky Starks. 
Powerhouse Hobbs, Orange Cassidy, and the winner of Ethan Page versus Christian Cage. Diamond Dallas Page and Nicholas Cage are the special enforcers. Um, before we get to uh, before we get to the uh, the winner of the match, who wins between Ethan Page and Christian Cage? Uh, Matt starts off. Ethan. Oh, Ren starts off. Go Ethan ahead, Page. <laughs> Ethan Page. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, th- I think Christian Cage is just gonna be. He's just gonna be putting people over from here on out, kinda. Mm-hmm. He got his little he got his little star shit when we first came to AEW, you know. Yeah. But I think that's all maybe a couple of years from now he might get another run, but mm-hmm. he's just putting people over from now on. Making them look great in, in great shows. Yeah. yeah. So I, I actually think Christian Cage goes because I think I think that's a name. Right. I think that's a name that like I don't if he goes, he's not going to win. Everybody knows that. Mm. Right out of it. Like, think about some of those names: Wardlow, Keith Lee, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Orange Cassidy. But to toss Christian Cage in there, a guy that can work, a guy that can help all those young guys look fantastic. It's a ladder match. A like, veteran in a ladder match. I was going to say, yep. It's the guy that invented the ladder match yeah. in you know, the iteration that we know it. Yeah. Like that's a guy that belongs in that match, in my opinion. I could see it. You know, I think he would be great. But truthfully, I think he would add value to it. Uh, I don't think he'd win it, but right. my money would be if I was booking it. Christian Cage would be in there, and he'd be helping those guys look awesome in a ladder match on the pay per view. That good foundation, not just a veteran presence, but also a ladder match veteran to kind of keep the nerves down and focused sure. in this ladder match. I, li- I like that. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, that's good. We were recording on on Clark Street. We we're kind of throwing out some names. Uh, because this match wasn't announced yet for the sixth person, we thought about names like, uh, what about like Johnny Gargano? What about oh, uh, Claudio? What about uh, you know? Yeah, but, that's a guy that's not not under contract. Not under contract, funny. right? I wouldn't be surprised, man. With you Tony know, Khan, I would be surprised. True man. enough, that'd be fire. It would be, fire. be fire. And, and now yeah. we got this match. Uh, this match announced. I had mentioned a cat like Scorpio Sky because he won the the Face of Revolution ladder match before he grabbed the big old gold donut. And uh, did nothing with it. The most yeah. over part of the Scorpio Sky Ethan Page pairing is Dan Lambert, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So with the talent yeah. that they have, it's still like uh, we're here for Dan Lambert in these bars, right? right. Um, Christian Cage, he would be a bit of an ironic entry considering it's called like the face of the revolution, and we consider yeah. revolutions to be like you know the future, right? Right. Um, when it was first announced, I was like, "Oh yeah, Ethan Page is taking this one." But damn, you make a good point about Christian Cage being that foundation. Um, yeah, let's go with Christian Cage. He would be he would be that 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 name to kind of put, yeah. push it over the top. I'm, I like that. Well, when did he wrestle last? Um, we oh, I just saw this tag too. match, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's been I a minute. Been a, it's been a minute, and yeah. he like he made a real strong showing. When he was wrestling by himself, I like, think it was a six I, man. Yeah, I mean, I could see it, man. I could yeah. see like him getting in there for a pay per view. Like I said, kind of steal the ship for some young guys, make yeah. them all look great. Not yeah. win, but but make be it look good. Tease the yeah. you know the quick hope spot of you know this next for run, sure. yeah, one yeah, more run like, I, from Christian Cage. I want to cheer for Christian Cage. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm about it. He can hit an unprettier off a ladder. You know what I'm saying? Or you know, <laughs> reverse DET. Uh, Big Green, how you see this match going? I want Wardlow to win this motherfucker, because uh-huh. especially the way that shit went down on Dynamite. He on ate Wednesday. that slap, didn't he? Yeah, bro. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. But 
I don't know, man. I think I think they're going to cost it for him. I think Sean Spears is going to cost it for him. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Some dissension, right? Spurs yeah. Yeah. He did Those grab that chair. Guys. He did yeah. grab that and chair. Like, and we'll really be able to tell by the scheduling. The way it's laid True. out, yeah. Yep. Yeah. True. Um, so I'm actually going to go with Keith Lee on this. Mm, okay. Okay. Limitless. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't need Wardlow to be the face of the revolution yeah. to have what we all want to see, mm. what we know is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. That's not bad. Uh, Matt, I see you going. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like Ren's point just changed my, you know, potential <laughs> prediction because you make a good point, right? So, like, the MJF feud is going to end here, right? So, they need something for MJF, Sean Spears, and Wardlow to do after this pay per view. And what better than have Sean Spears, you know, get involved with Wardlow's chances of being the face of the revolution. MJF gets on the mic, that whole thing. Now you've got another storyline to carry to the next pay-per-view, really. Um, my, it, I was going to say Wardlow, but truthfully, I think it's between Wardlow and Keith Lee, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks because Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks and Orange Cassidy, for that matter, have been putting in the work for a long time. But I think... If AEW's learned anything, it's that they got to start striking while the iron's hot. So if you put Keith Lee over immediately, like that's a guy, you got all that momentum coming in. People love him. He can't do anything wrong right now. Like let him win, let him continue to be carried. And the, the other talent's not going anywhere. Like we all know the potential they have. So I could see Keith Lee taking this. Mm, okay. Okay. So let's do a little process of elimination. Uh oh. So. It definitely won't be Ethan Page, Christian Cage. Um, nope. They they were just the, they even the oh yeah we also got this one last match on Rampage. Um, <laughs> whoever wins is gonna be in the ladder match. Like right, um, forget it. Right? Yeah, Orange Cassidy is Orange Cassidy. He had the yep. one little shot in the main event, but. Orange Cassidy in his current iteration has a ceiling. He can't there's certain things yeah. he's just not gonna do in this current character. Um Keith Lee. I like Keith Lee. I like Keith Keith Lee a lot. He is the guy when all with all the talk about AEW needing diversity, like Keith Lee is like the quintessential big, safe, marketable black dude. Like yep. he, he talks in job interview voice. Hi. <laughs> Well, Hello. I don't know what you would have thought, though. Like, I don't know, man. He came in and just started cleaning up, and then he opens his mouth, and he's just not so scary Hi. anymore. I'm <laughs> Keith. He's I'm not Keith. So You've seen me on such shows as, um, and even Ricky Starks kind of makes fun of it, right? He walks through like, Sal- salutations yeah. and greetings, like. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's the safe black dude. Like, Keith Lee is the kind of dude, like, who says four and five syllable words just to let you know that he knows them. Yep. Like, it doesn't really make natural sense in the middle of conversation. He just says salubrious for no reason. Just to let you know he knows his word. Hi. But, and then picks you up and throws you into the And then tosses you, yes. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm Keith. Um... So it comes down to me to Warlow and Keith Lee, absolutely. Um, I am going with Wardlow. Okay. I'm gonna double down on my Wardlow pick. I think 
Keith Lee's already chalked in for a few with Ricky Starks. We're seeing those seeds planted already. So I think that is going to be his actual first few. They can't, they're going to cancel each other out in Powerhouse Hives by association. Um, and Wardlow, I mean, yeah, we all know where Wardlow's going. We're gonna that that feud is coming. MJF slapped the shit out of Wardlow, um, with his hand still a little bit bloody from seeing with CM Punk's yeah, blood on right. it. Right. Um, I think Wardlow wins, and again, I, I think the the title of all face of the revolution holds a lot of weight here. Wardlow is that guy. He's the future. Now he just you know has to run with it a little bit. Um, I love the slow burn. I like the slow burns of their turns in AEW. Like you don't, they don't break up at the first sight of tension. Like you have tension with your boys, and then you figure it out and you get back to it. Mm-hmm. But and there's been little seeds of tension with MJF hell since <laughs> forever. <laughs> you know, yeah, forever. from like the from the get go. Yeah. From the jump, and yeah. they've, they've held on this long. I think Wardlow wins, um, and, you know, regardless of what happens with the actual TNT title match, you know, I think we're getting that jump off to uh, to Wardlow and MJF. So we're getting that, that square off coming up soon. Let me mark this down. Going with Wardlow. This is war. Speaking of war, there have been promises of blood from oh, yeah. both sides. We have John Moxley, John Moxley taking on Brian Danielson. Matt, start us off, man. I see this going. This is a kind of a tricky one for me. I don't really know where I want this to go because I feel like I've I've gone back and forth since this has started. Like watching Danielson kind of mow through these people and like with the double bicep you know, submissions, flex, <laughs> yeah. and like, like I want to see you get violent type stuff. So I think the match itself is going to be, I think it's going to probably be one of the best ones on the card. Yeah. Um, but I have, Dan- I have Danielson winning. I think Danielson wins. I think that Mox respects that. And then they start forming their little stable, whatever that's going to be. Mm. I think they start working together after the show. That's my okay. prediction. Okay. Big Ren, I see you going. They're going to beat the shit out of each other. Yes. That's for sure. That's for yep. sure. <laughs> um, and I, I think they'd both respect loss. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, no, I'm going with Matt on this one. Uh, Brian Danielson's okay. going to take it. And I, and I think, it, I mean, I think it'll be easier for John Moxley to take that loss mm. because he's, he's, he's a rough and tough dude. Yeah. He, you get your ass whipped every once in a while. It yeah. happens, you know? Yeah. And if it's from a respectable person – Fuck it. So yeah. be it. Yeah. For sure. AEW has a great way of, even if the stories haven't been that long. And that, like I said, with, with the t- kind of the Ty Conti story, like there's no real story with her and Jade Cargill, but there's a story of Ty Conti. This match doesn't have too, too long of a build. It started out when Moxley came back. Brian Danielson was just staring him down, right? And he was like, no, yeah, yeah, come join me. You know what I'm saying? We could be these innovators of violence. But then John Moxley, with one promo, added so much depth to this yeah. feud like yo i've been watching you for 10 years bucko you beat me that one time 10 years ago i never forgot it but i'm not the same guy i was 10 years ago and i don't stand next to nobody unless i bleed with him first salute to eddie kingston right 
Yep. This past this past Wednesday, though, like the the promo that John Moxley cut, it it's like they've gotten away from the story of Brian Danielson wants John Moxley to join him. Kind of. It was more just like, oh, you gonna stomp my head out? Well, I'm gonna fuck you up. Like they kind of got away from that initial story, and I guess that's the backdrop. You don't have to be heavy handed with it, but I, I figured some kind of mention. Um, would but really be important. Go ahead. at the same time, I feel like not to cut you off. I yeah. feel like I don't know. Maybe they're respecting their fans a bit more, knowing that we know this is that we happen. know that's how they got yep. there, and now yeah. that's on and the they back don't need burner. To talk about it every week. Right, 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 right. Hey, that's on the back burner. That's how they got here. But right now, yeah. we got to get some bloodshed shaking first. I feel that. I mean, fuck. Look how long the fucking Kenny Omega hangman story went on for. Yeah, a year. Beautifully, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So. That's true. So, yeah. the other thing, too, that I that I think at least needs to be discussed is, like, Danielson has been literally unstopped. He's been mowing people down. Like, <sighs> it's been insane to watch. So. Yeah. I know Ox has been gone. He was a guy that put a lot of stock in. Mm-hmm. He comes back. I think that's the perfect opponent for somebody like Danielson. But, like, do you really let him lose now? Like, does he really lose after he's been right. unstoppable? Like, yeah. I feel like he honestly kind of took the Moxley role and ran with it. Like, he's mm. ultra violent. Like, watching him stomp people's teeth out. Yeah. Like, that's, maybe that's the guy Moxley needs to meet. Like, right. I'm just. I don't know what happens after yeah. that, and I think the only thing that can happen is maybe some type of, you know, not friendship, but it, they start to work together. Respect but like levels. that, right? That yeah. could be the guy that that Moxley finally kind of like, oh man, like this is. You this definitely is just helped me to realize that this is a bit of like, I mean, this is Moxley's first story back. Yep, but first big one, first He's big story back, one. right? Yeah. And now it feels it. It almost it it. It's a redemption story in two ways. One, in the sense of, yeah, they fought 10 years ago, right? And also mm-hmm. in the sense of, listen, I just came back from what I came back from. I still got it in me, but I might need to really be in that rough and tumble match to really show y'all. Or for me to know that know myself that I had right. it in me like that. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing, man. I don't see these guys being partners like it just doesn't make sense to me i could see brian danielson leading daniel garcia lee moriarty i don't necessarily see those two personalities like coming together that way for a greater good so i think this story somewhat kind of continues somehow well it's going to continue either way because either they're going to join up or not right but Hmm. Does Brian Danielson beat the life out of John Moxley, and John Moxley has to reconsider his life? Does he want to get his win back if he gets beaten by Danielson? Yep. If Moxley beats Danielson, can Danielson deal with like you know the whole if you can't beat him, join him thing? Yeah. Will Brian Danielson still want to join him if he can't beat him? You know what I'm saying? Oh, can I he deal so with he that? Lost, he just lost to Hangman twice, though. In like an abs like wars two yeah. wars, and he doesn't so, want to join with Hangman though. But he, no, but does he want to lose again to Moxley? Right. Like right. I almost feel like he can't let that happen for his reputation. Like he's swinging like a big stick at the moment. He is. Like is he? 
is she gonna be humbled again right by somebody else like i i don't know and danielson really is, he dances at his best right now he Man. it's a different level he, he has evolved yeah. he has evolved um i'm gonna go with john moxley I think Moxley right. redeems himself. He redeems his 10-year arc. He redeems, you know, this being his first story back. And Brian Danielson is going to have a problem with this. There's no way that these two join up. I don't know if he attacks him. You think it gets even more violent? I mean, you know, AEW has a great track record of when they do the pay-per-view match, that that's it. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. That's like they closed the book on that. Yeah. At that moment. But yeah. they also have the already foundational story of listen i'm trying to like i'm trying to join up with you bro so right they already have that as a spring point a springboard to whatever the next part of the story is so yep. i think the story continues either way but i think john moxley um i think moxley takes it i think so i'm sorry this one Jude, because honestly i can't i can't see danielson losing I feel another storyline i just can't see it moxley just came back he's got time for redemption i think if they if if Danielson loses again, it's going to really say something about him in that company. Mm. So I'm going to start. I'm going to watch it. Danielson's been whooping a lot of ass. He's been whooping. But a, a lot, lot, of, a lot, lot of, of ass. A lot of nobody ass. Yeah, he you know what? That's one. valid. That is valid. <laughs> oh, he's been whooping a lot of ass. He should be whooping. <laughs> he has not beaten like any of the top, top names. The top, the most top name he beat was Miro, I would say. Yeah. Right. Off the top of my right head. Right before he left the company for an extended period of time. Yeah. Like, True. Right. That's a really good but I point. I don't know, man. You involve a guy like that in another major storyline and have him lose, or he loses again. I That's can't see it. Point. That's a great point. I started, so I'm going to watch it. I'm going to message you. No doubt. <laughs> Despite the result, I'm, I'm curious to hear No doubt. No doubt. It's going to be a good one. Um, speaking of another good one, Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Big Ren, start us off, man. This is gonna be a fucking fun one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where, where's the pay per view at? Oh, uh, Orlando. Okay. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a fun one. Um, it's man, this this is might be one of the funnest matches of the night. Not like <laughs> hardest hitting, but it's one of the funnest matches. Um, fuck, dude, those two dudes talk a lot of shit, man. Eddie <laughs> Kingston is the king of shit talk, man. Man, the personalities like. Dude, they're fucking. They 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 work so well together. But I'm thinking I'm thinking Eddie Kingston's gonna take this one, not Chris mm. Jericho down a peg. You think he, wins I think the he big needs one? to be knocked down? Yeah, mm. I think Chris Jericho needs to be knocked down just a little bit. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Matt, I see you going. I think Kingston, and I think that Jericho is now in that role where he's there to make people better. You know, mm. I think that Kingston is. Not been like misused necessarily since he's been in AEW, but he needs a moment, you know. And what what better moment than to beat Chris Jericho at a pay per view? I hear that. And, yeah, and I think he can do it, man. And I think these promos leading up to this have been kind of sparse, but honestly, the the best Chris Jericho's done since he's been in AEW. Like this version of that we're getting of Chris Jericho that yeah. Kingston's bringing out is so tight. Yeah. I love it. There are a lot of. Uh... Well, first off, Eddie Kingston, like you said, Ren, he's so, he's got this rawness about him that like his promos just feel a little different than everybody else on the a roster. A little too real, right? Yeah, fucking, like fucking a b. There's a you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there's you, there's that wonder of like yo, like 
does he like are there people that you know backstage that he just walks past and doesn't even acknowledge in real life you know what i'm saying like who does he not really fuck with there's just that rawness that realness there are a lot of stories converging here um you know starting off with just like the natural way of this how this came together this started out by eddie kingston having a run in with 2.0 Mm-hmm. And Chris Jericho having a run in with Daniel Garcia, maybe vice versa, either way. And so somehow they they clash paths, and he was like, "Nah, like fuck out of here, dude. Like, why I want to fuck with you when you backdooring two of my homies, right?" And the San Antonio yep. Ortiz got involved. Really natural, organic way of getting here. Um, but there's also the stories of Eddie, Eddie himself, and then Chris Jericho himself. Chris Jericho. Now we saw him fist bump with Santana Ortiz on Wednesday. Yep. yep. But no real words were spoken. So it's like, what exactly does that fist bump mean? One week ago, yeah, they, Chris, walked, they walked off. They walked off. Like, I still got your back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Sammy Guevara yeah. left the inner circle. Um, Chris Jericho seemingly is losing. All his friends. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And then Eddie Kingston, his entire AEW run has been big name WWE stars telling him that he ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> that you're a fucking bum. You you could have been dope, but you're a piece of shit, failure, loser, asshole, <laughs> B. Like, that's B. been the whole story. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's who he's been. You know, and so we get to the, the we get to that the the promo that brought it all together. Like on one hand, it may have seemed a little bit lame that Chris Jericho leaned on the whole like you're jealous of me thing. Um, what's See, it? That's, that's perfect, Chris Jericho though. That and is that's Chris the Jericho, that's right. the understandable part. It's Chris Jericho. You expect him to right. say that he beat The Rock yeah. and Stone Cold on the same night. <laughs> He's right, the yeah. first AEW World Champion, right? Raw is Jericho. Raw is Jericho, right? You know what I'm saying? Idiot. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that speaks to Chris, right? All the different reinventions, right? Yeah, dude. And yeah. again, right, if we're seeing this Chris Jericho who might be losing all his friends, like somewhere deep down, Chris Jericho might be spiraling. And all he has to go back on is I beat the Rock and Stone Cold. In one night, I'm AW champion. I'm Chris fucking Jericho, right? Yep. And then Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho, or Eddie Kingston, like the perfect target for Chris Jericho to be like, you ain't shit. You're Eddie's da- got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose, right? Yeah. Your daddy ain't shit. Your uncle, your uncle. ain't shit. <laughs> and you just like them. So, what did Chris Jericho say? If you win, I'm going to go in there and shake your hand. Yeah. Part of me, part of me could see, because Eddie Kingston was like, yo, bring bring that Chris Jericho. Don't give me the mimosa match Chris Jericho. Don't give me the guy yeah. who got tossed off a cage. Give yeah. me that guy. Maybe well, Chris, that was rough. Like, I love that. I yeah, love right? Well, he might be asked for then, right? So then all of a sudden, the lion tamer shows up. Right. <laughs> he, hits, he finally hits <laughs> yeah, the lion salt, right? <laughs> Maybe Chris Jericho brings that guy and realizes that Maybe it's not fully enough, and maybe Chris Jericho squeaks out via heel means to where he saves face, he saves ego, and Eddie Kingston, you know, we saw how he lost. But I'm going to go with Eddie Kingston winning the big one. He should. I think he's going to win it. I think Chris Jericho is going to stick his hand out. I think Eddie Kingston is going to tell him to fuck off 
and Thank walk you. off. Eddie Kingston yeah. does not shake hands with dudes he fought with, except John Moxley. No. Like, no. I, I wanted to fight you. I didn't want to fight you for respect. I wanted to fight you because I wanted to fight you. <laughs> I'm not shaking your hand. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Eddie Kingston finally wins the big one. And uh, we, we see where these stories go. Um, we've got a three-way tag team match for the AEW Tag Team Championships. We've got Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks. Matt, start us off. How you see it going? Man, this is talk about a culmination of stories. Mm. I think Jurassic Express has been a little underwhelming to me with the belts. I think they worked really, really hard. And initially, honestly, truth be told, I was stoked that they won. I thought when they won the belts, like the moment was great. But since then, it's kind of fallen flat. And I honestly care more about the story between Red Dragon and the Bucks. So I hate to say it, but this match is not about Jurassic Express. (laughs) It's not even about the belts. It's about Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. So I don't think that the Bucks are going to get the belts back just yet. And I don't know that Red Dragon deserves to win just yet. Mm. So I think that this match is going to result in Jurassic Express winning, but it's going to further that storyline between Red Dragon, Young Bucks, Dissension, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega is going to come back at some point. You know, like it's going to build that. But ultimately, I think Jurassic Express takes takes the W. Okay, Big Ren, how's it going? No, that's exactly right. This match, this match isn't about Jurassic Express at all. This match is about Red Dragon and Young Bucks. Uh, fucking goddamn! I can't even think of their fucking name right now. I just said it, but they're in the fucking match. Jungle Boy, Jurassic Express, oh, Jurassic, yeah, Luchasaurus, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, they're just there because they had the fucking belts. That's <laughs> right. it. Yeah. But this is going to this is going to put Red Dragon and the Young Bucks back at the bottom of the fucking list where mm-hmm. they need to be because their story matters. Way they could they don't need the belts to have this fucking Not feud currently. between them two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man, I got to agree as far as Jurassic Express not necessarily being um, looked like the strongest champions. Their story leading up to the belts was a little more prevalent versus you know them actually having the championship. Um, this is such a compelling story, the the Bucks and and Red Dragon and Adam Cole and eventually Kenny Omega. Um, yeah, that's that's really where the story is. I'm going with Jurassic Express as well. Um, the Bucks and Red Dragon, they've already got the underlying tension, but yeah. they're going to work together until they can't work together. Yeah, like like they. Like they have leading up to the match. Like I mean, they exactly. always do. Right? They're like, yeah. they're in the match by virtue of being you know two of the best teams. But just because of that and the story they got going on, they just cancel each other out. They cancel each other right. out. Yeah. And so the point of this, the important part, the important match of the important part of this match, easy for me to say, is making Jurassic Express come out as strong, capable champions. And not a team who got lucky because these other two teams couldn't figure their shit out. Yeah. So finding a way to keep them strong and and keep them, you know, not fluke, not luck champions, but true champions. I think that'll be the real challenge. We're in for a hell of a match, though. It's going to be great. Yeah, a lot of talent for sure. For sure. Man, Mm, this match here, man. Some great fucking storytelling going on. We have the dog collar Oh, yeah. match CM Punk 
versus MJF. This is the match of all matches that really started the Wednesday after Full Gear. This has had a full, full 13-week build. Uh, Big Ren, start us off. Now you see us. And you seen his head, didn't you? Bruh, you that, that was a legit Two. knot on his head. Look, he got shot. Yeah. Yeah, I, know, that was, I mean that was that was rough. Clobbered man, everywhere. Clobbered. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fucking like, yeah, this is it right here. This is the end all be all, mm. you know. And CM Punk tried to fucking show just a little bit of love, and look what the fuck got him. Got his head yep. cracked open. Cracked. Big split. Split. Yes. You know, so he's gonna go out there. He's gonna go out there and murder MJF, <laughs> <laughs> and especially since Wardlow's not gonna help him, right? John right. Spears, who gives a fuck? Wardlow's <laughs> gonna fuck him up too. <laughs> he's gonna fuck everybody up in the pinnacle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So CM Punk's taking this shit. CM Punk, word, word. Uh, Matt, I see he's going. Yeah, I think Punk, man. I think I, I was on the fence until Dynamite. I think that that was the nail in the coffin. And I think that a guy like CM Punk, that's all it takes, right? Like that level of just blatant disrespect. Like you're going to put this collar on and there's a chain and I am going to absolutely murder you. It's like, like yeah. that's all That's all he needs. That's yeah. the only inspiration he needs. Plus it's a redemption for him. He lost in a bogus ass way. And <laughs> just needs to be shut up. Like just needs to be shut up by somebody. And honestly, who better Man, than the CM guy Punk. that shot everybody up? It's CM Punk. He set up the WWE. True. Like he, can, he, can, he can handle MJF. These last two weeks of promos, fuck. Dude, a clinic. That MJF promo was brilliant. That was brilliant. Got me. Got me. Um, my man literally cried talking about how important this whole thing was to him. You, hey, this, oh, this is just another Friday for you. This is the goddamn biggest moment of my life. They yeah. they bullied me and called me a fat Jew boy just earlier that day, that morning. <laughs> and then I knew it'll be okay. My favorite wrestler, CM Punk. Um, so I wondered. Now, of course, you, we, we, we knew, like, okay, how is MJF going to dickhead his way? Because after all of that, you can see CM Punk coming out of the aisle like, damn, dog, I just challenged this dude to a dog collar match. Like, He's out here crying on my name. Like maybe I was a little, maybe I overreacted. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe I did too much here. Um, but the CM Punk promo this past Wednesday, like the depth in which he went talking about his confusion there. Like, yes, MJF cried and talked about how much that day meant to him, but he's also made fun of Darby Allen's dead uncle. He made yeah. fun of Brian Pillman in his hometown. Like, he's been a bastard before. But then there's the extra little hitch of CM Punk saying, Dog, I made fun of someone's addiction until it cost them their job. Yeah. I drowned poured a man in alcohol. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I poured alcohol down. Alcohol. I, I drowned a man in his manager's ashes. So, like,. I know what it means to be a dick bag. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then MJF, man. Kicked oh, we to the knew nuts. that was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen. Kicked to we the knew nuts. It was gonna and then beat that knot. That is a knot 
Bro, it was dude. It was split. It was, it like, was hey, it was split. like a. It was a piece of meat just yeah, hanging off. Just of there. dangling off my man's face. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, how, how are you going to cover that during the like in the match? Like that's he, it's going to come. Oh, he's going to bleed. Yeah, there's going to glue that up. There's going to be a lot of blood <laughs> shed during this match. A lot of blood <laughs> yeah. shed during this match. The thing I knew CM Punk was winning this a long time ago, um, because he got screwed twice in Chicago, but also yeah. during the dog collar promo when he pulled out the dog collar he literally said i learned the most from the matches that i lost bingo so right then and there that told me that this is going to be one of those matches where the the, the quintessential saying it doesn't matter who goes over it was who gets over some of the yeah. brit baker's most triumphant moment wasn't a loss to thunder rosa Adam Cole, he had to lose the lights out match to Orange Cassidy, and then he started growing the beard, and he's a new he's a new guy, challenged for the world championship. MJF has to lose this match in a bloody violent fashion, but he is going to be on his way to the moon. I know it's a different company, but uh to the moon uh after this match. CM Punk takes it in in a bloodbath. In a bloodbath. Brutal. So uh this next match. I'll be honest, you know, I had all of my matches chosen. But this match, I'm kind of wavering on. For AEW mm. Women's Championship, Ooh. we've got Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, <laughs> versus Thunder Rosa. Big Grand, start us off. I can't believe she got pinned on Wednesday. Hey. But I think her time has come. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like her uh, her reign has kind of just fizzled out a little bit over mm. the past couple, maybe past maybe past month. Mm. And who else is going to take it? Right. You know, this is you and I have been talking about these two going at it for the championship for a long time now, mm-hmm. and we're finally getting it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's going to be Thunder Rose is taking this motherfucker, new champ. Yeah, new champ. New champion. Matt, I see you going. I got to agree, man. I think Britt's reign is kind of not – it just doesn't mean as much anymore, if that makes sense, mm. in like a weird way as a fan. Like, I mean, she she looks great with the belt. She's obviously a badass, but, like, it just doesn't mean the same. And Thunder Rosa rules, you know. Like, yeah. that's, that's the perfect person to pass that belt on to. Plus, little, like, Easter egg thing that I caught is that they advertised those – like West Coast shows, and Britt Breaker is not on the flyer. Mm. Advert, and that's your champion. So <laughs> I don't know whether that means something or not. I, I don't necessarily know, but I think the same new champ. New champ. Man, um, I'm wavering. I'm wavering because you know, way back when she got the championship, my initial thought was that. She'll have to face Thunder Rosa eventually for the title, but that she'll defend the title against Thunder Rosa because she lost in the Lights Out match, right? So if they meet again, Britt Baker's going to win it. And my initial thought was Jade Cargill would eventually be the one to beat Britt Baker. But then the TBS Championship Tournament came about, and Jade Cargill is officially, she got a a show. She got a whole show, that bitch show. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then... When they announced this match, even though, again, the new part of the story isn't really there, 
like to an extent kind of came out of nowhere because even when Mercedes, Mercedes Martinez was hired, she got hired during the TBS championship match. So I guess in a bit of like you can be a little critical toward the storytelling because like if Thunder Rosa wins the TBS championship, she's not going to come after you, Britt Baker. So why would you send somebody after her to lose and create that beeline? So if we wanted to be critical about the storytelling, we can. But the the storytelling, while the story isn't there, it's about the overall feud between these two. Right. And so when it was announced, I was like, oh, yeah, Thunder Rosa's going to win. But I'm also just feeling like, you know, when Adam Page became champion, like he had an entire story arc. And you could feel the culmination coming. I feel like when Britt Baker's championship reign, I feel like theoretically, there should you could you you should be able to feel it coming a little more, like feel the coronation coming. Britt Baker's about to lose her championship, right? And then on on Dynamite, Thunder Rosa beat Britt Baker clean. It was clean. kind of a lackluster way too. I mean, like the crowd the crowd had no idea. But that, that's yeah. like, that could be real subtle storytelling, though. You know what I mean? Like that could have, that could be all part of it, right? Like Rip Baker's losing a step, and the the better wrestler has her is number. about to take that belt, right? Yeah, it, 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 yeah. P- placing those C's of uh, does Thunder Rosa just have her number like that? Right. Um, does AEW see the AEW is really good at not having their main matches face each other? So like. Do they do 50-50 booking? You know what I mean? Um I'm 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 not confident either way now. I feel like the story isn't quite there enough, but I feel Uh-oh. like am are you losing me again? We lost him. Just, yeah, I think we did again. Shinga way. The fuck? What's going on with your computer and shit? Can you dog? hear me? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you're back. We're good. Yeah. Okay. I was on a culmination. I got to build all the way back up, man. Uh, um, I'm, I'm at the edge of my seat right now. I just it. it I got to hear the I feel you, man. It's uh. Now this is really tough, man. Because I feel like the culmination should be coming. But if Britt Baker wins, who else is there? Nobody. Nobody. Are there any? Is there any Thunder female? Again. Right. You know. Is there any yeah, female talent we haven't? Yeah. You know. Is there any other female talent we haven't? Um, that we're forgetting about, or that's been released recently. I, Lana, CJ Perry, if she shows up, she's showing up with Miro. She's just gonna be a second to Miro, so I don't see that yeah. being a match. Um, you know, I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna stick with it. I think we got a new champ, Thunder Rosa. I'm definitely not as confident as I was even yesterday. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let's stick with it, man. Maybe this is just yeah, showing us yeah, Thunder Rosa has her number. Um. Maybe it was the Daily's Place crowd, but Thunder Rose didn't seem like a star. No. She didn't seem like the star to be the one. But but who is, though, right? I think you made a good point. Like, Who's next? It's not yeah. Britt Baker. Who, yeah. I mean, who else? Yeah. Like, Thunder Rose didn't get a huge pop, but, like, I, don't, I can't imagine cheering for anybody else in that women's division at the moment. I so, feel like, that. Yeah, it's got to be Thunder Rosa if it's, it's anybody else. It was the, uh, and I, you know, the pop, but also just her presence, 
right? Like her presence right. just wasn't there. But also, if we continue the Goldberg analogy, Goldberg was the U.S. champ when he beat well, Hollywood Hogan to become the champion. So maybe I, Jade yeah, Cargill point. still is the one. But the TBS championship is too new for it to be vacant and be right. like, hey, another tournament or, you know, whatever. Um, I already said Thunder Rosa, so I'm going to rock with Thunder Rosa. But I'm not I'm not as certain as I was uh, <laughs> yeah. 24 hours ago. Fellas, we – this will be good. This will be good. Fellas, we are down to the main event. It's the Battle of the Atoms for the AEW Heavyweight Championship. We've got Hangman Adam Page taking on Adam Cole, baby. Matt, start us off, man. How you see this going? Man, this, I got a lot to say about this one. So I, I hope you guys don't mind. But... Have at it. All right. So, backstory on both guys before I make my prediction. Mm-hmm. Loved Hangman. I mean, honestly, like, I thought initially he was the fucking coolest. Like, <laughs> cool character, great story. He was involved. He was just, like, awesome. Got the belt. To me, kind of shit the bed. Like, mm. hasn't been a great champ. I think he's had a lot of great matches, but they don't matter. Mm. And that's what drives me the most crazy. Like, the story with him and, and uh, Brian Danielson was awesome, but the matches were way better than the storyline. The matches themselves were great to watch, but the story didn't really matter, and it fizzled out. Then he randomly, Lance Archer, like, like I said earlier, like relegated to wrestling dark. And that was the guy that he defended the like, come on, like, where's the story there? Now Adam Cole, same shit, like kind of sticking his nose in some business that doesn't necessarily deserve to be stuck in with, with the champion. And I don't know. I just feel like his reign has not been great. Mm. This could potentially be the turn for it. I hope Adam Cole, same thing came over. People love his intro. They love the pop. They love saying Adam Cole, baby, but that's about it. Like, what else has he really done? Like, so is he the mm-hmm. guy that is the most deserving of that title shot? Like, I don't really know. Unless they have a bigger storyline down the road. Like, I do, this doesn't, the whole match doesn't really make sense to me. Mm, okay. I, ultimately, Hangman wins, but they, he's got to really strengthen his title run. He's got to show that he truly is a champion at this point. Like, this match has to be his, like, coming out match. He's got to really show everybody that he deserves to wear that belt. I think he does. I think he wins. Um, but it, it's got to it's got to go up from here for him. I hear that. Okay, big win. I see it going. Yeah, no, you're 100 percent right, Matt. I mean, it has been. I was definitely expecting more out of his title run once he got became champion. I mean, fuck, he had a bigger pop whenever he returned. That pop right? was crazy. People blew up. Yeah. But now when he comes out, it's just kind of like, oh, here's Hangman. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, it's just you know? shine. Like, yeah, the and Hangman's my it. favorite. He's my favorite in AEW. Mm. You know, he was he was my first favorite. He's still my favorite. He's definitely not, like, he's lost some of his star power, I feel like. Mm. Like, because, I mean, fuck, what do they always say? I mean, the chase is better than the kill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep. So, but, yeah, no, I think this is going to be a coming out match. It's got to be, like you were saying. Yeah, I think it's got to be. And it's going to be a fucking banger. Both these dudes can absolutely go, and there's going to yep. be a lot of there's gonna be a lot of close finishes, you know, close calls. 
But Hangman's got to take this one, and I think he's going to. Mm. I don't know where we go from here. Mm. Yeah. But... Okay. Ooh, this is going to be good. Let's start with that. This is going to be really good. I um, They mentioned, uh, Excalibur mentioned that their, their two previous ROH matches. I want to go back and watch those. Adam Cole won the first one in 2013. Adam Page won in 2017. So I want to go watch those two uh, before before Revolution. Um, so, yeah, clearly there's a history there. Um, previous matches, but also their affiliation in the Elite. Uh, these guys, yep. These guys have been close for a long time. Um, Ren, you hit on the head. The chase is better than the kill. Adam Page is an example of like why WCW and you know the the old NWA led with like the heel champions, and the Stone Cold Steve Austin and Hulk Hogan are really like the two best examples of like babyface champions, in the sense of with babyfaces, the chase is always more exciting. Adam Page had to overcome so much shit. He had to overcome Kenny being a bad friend. He had to come him overcome him being a bad friend to the elite, him being a bad friend to the Dark Order, him overcoming alcoholism, him overcoming his own personal insecurities. He had to overcome a lot to be champion. So now that he's champion, now what? Right? Exactly. So I think that's where the, the feeling of the light luster reign is coming from. But also his first... Not his first defense, but I mean, like his first feud after Danielson was Lance Archer. Like it that showed how it showed how tough he was, but it was never in doubt. And there's nothing wrong with there is nothing wrong with ever being in doubt, but it's also Lance Archer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Adam Cole, I like Adam Cole's run. Um, undefeated, building up, building him up slowly, properly. They didn't build him up just as a big WWE signing. Like, he actually had great matches. They didn't put him in the ring against just, you know, the most elite talent, but they showed that he can hang with anybody in the ring and get a good match out of it. I like Adam Cole's run. Um, Adam Cole will be okay because he's got a story with Kenny Omega coming up. Yep. And that's going to be incredible. Um, But here's what I've noticed that AEW does with their WWE signings. Let's look at let's look at their biggest WWE signings. Let's look at Miro. Let's look at CM Punk. Let's look at Brian Danielson. Their big WWE signings. They build them up and build them up and build them up. And then Miro. They built him up so well, and he lost to Sammy Guevara and AEW original. CM Punk, they built him up. And he lost his first match to MJF twice <laughs> in yeah. AEW original. Brian Danielson built him up so well, he tied with Kenny Omega in AEW original. And then finally got his first loss to Heyman Adam Page in AEW original. Winner and still champion, Hangman Adam Page in a barn burner. See, that's funny, too, because, like, if there's so many dickheads out there on the Internet, just in the comment sections, <laughs> that are just like, oh, they're signing up, they're signing all these aid or all these WWE yeah. motherfuckers, they're just going to put them straight to the top. They're going to be close to the top, but they're not going to fucking but, make it. 
but they never get it right yeah right. yeah exactly i didn't really think about that but that's yeah. a great point they signed so, the but, name so, they signed the talent but they don't just yeah. sacrifice their no. their elite talent no. yeah. that, right that homegrown talent yeah because it brings viewers no matter what right like people are going to tune in to see all those guys mm-hmm. but well, ultimately you know that's their the company men right yeah. they their neck out so yeah i mean they should they, they're gonna probably have a better opportunity but so what's next for hangman though <sighs> so he wins right big main event revolution mm-hmm. wins confetti's everywhere he's got the belt he's covered in blood <laughs> dynamite on monday what happens like or wednesday what happens? Uh, like, i, I think know. he'll i think he'll have a mini feud somewhere but i think he loses the title at double or nothing I just yeah, don't know who one, yet. Right? My yeah. my I've had this pick for the next AEW champion literally ever since full gear. I think the next AEW world champion is Miro. I could see it, but he's gotta come back soon. He's if they do that, back. he's gonna come back soon. Is he hurt? Yeah. Yeah, oh, and had a thigh injury, and I don't know how long it takes, you know, those kind of injuries to heal up. But I imagine he just may want a little bit of refreshing. I think we'll see Lana. I think we'll see CJ Perry soon. I yeah. think that's yeah. going to be. He's brought up his wife a lot in promos, but I think that's going to be the thing that just puts him over the top, fighting for the love of his woman and fighting to overcome uh, the barriers his God has put in front of him. And yep. uh, I think. Adam Page, again, his story was in the chase. So I don't know that he even, quote-unquote, needs the belt for that much longer. Um, nah, he'll so be fine. Give him a quick mini feud and a title defense. You know how they do, you know, midway point. And then yep. Miro comes and just the unstoppable Cleans force, man. Unstoppable yeah. force. Um, clearly, we know we're going to get that, that uh, some kind of confrontation between Kenny and Adam. I don't know if we get that match at Double or Nothing. But that's building, and I'm, I'm down for that. Give me all. Is there the a timetable for him I'm to come back? I think he pushed it back a little bit. Like I thought he would have been healthy. I think he was supposed to be healthy like January, February, but he may okay. have you know, just pushed it back um, just to you know, keep healing. It sounds like he was in bad shape though. Yeah. Like when he finally did decide to leave, I think that he had a lot going on. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's somebody like. Take care of yourself. Like I want to see him wrestle for many, many more years. Absolutely. So, like, if you got to take six extra weeks when you're in your thirties, like, so I could watch you wrestle at forty-five, please. Absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent. Um, you know, and with that big ass talent roster, man, he doesn't have to rush. Um, and also, there's, there's, they've got feuds for years. If they want them. one quarter, one pay per view per year, they got feuds forever if they want them. Like, I want to see CM Punk and Adam Cole. Yeah. I want to see, you know, the Darby Allen and Adam Cole. Um, they've got feuds for years if they want them. So no rush, keep building them up. Um, but both of these guys, they'll be they'll be fine. They'll be absolutely fine. Totally. Yeah. Um, so fellas, we just ran through AEW Revolution 2022. How y'all how y'all feeling, man? How you feel about the card? I'm fucking stoked. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready for it. It's pretty good. <laughs> no doubt, man. Ren, I'm going to come slide on you. I'm going to make that drive. Uh, yeah, dude. They fixed, well, I don't know if they fixed the one pothole that I hit, but they fixed all the potholes within a one-mile radius of where I live. So that gives me, watch out. Get, for sure. Uh, so that gives me that gives me good feelings. I think uh, I think we may be okay. Make, so. make the five-hour drive down, Matt. 
<laughs> Slide on down. Yeah, I gotta see new crib, man. I gotta see how Junior's living. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm chilling, man. I'm with it, uh, fellas, man. Let's wrap it up. Matt, let me know how they can reach you on the social media. Is my guy. It's uh, Instagram at Ray Thrash. We got the link tree. Check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Bandcamp. If you ever look to support music, Bandcamp's the way to do it. Look out for those Bandcamp Fridays. That means that all the money comes to us. So if you ever want to buy something and you can stand to hold out, please look for those Bandcamp Fridays. It's a big deal. Um, but yeah, check us out on Instagram. If you need to find anything else, it'll be available there. Yeah. What's the uh, and what's the new album called? Go ahead and plug the album. New album is called Undo the Chains. It's out on Redefining Darkness Records. Uh, it's been awesome so far. Lots of support. We plan to play. We got like six or seven more shows in the books for the rest of this year through the summer. Uh, but we're hoping to play pretty continuously as the restrictions start to lift and hopefully some things get back to normal. Yeah, hell yeah, big rent. Let me know reach on social medias. You got it, dog. Y'all can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at A Mafucka, A underscore M A A F H U C K A. You can also find me on Snapchat at Moffed Up 316 M A A F F H H D U P. 316, check it the fuck out. And check me the fuck out on Twitter and the Instagrams at Juvie Desai, you know, S J U V I D E S A Y U N O. Check out the show page, me and Big Ren on the show page on Twitter, on the Instagrams at The Hard Camera. Who would have thunk it? Live coverage, live witticisms, predictions, whatnot, heretoforth, etc., and things of that nature. But above all else, you're listening to us on a variety of different platforms. Some are listening on Spotify, some are listening on Anchor, some are listening on Google Podcasts, and some are listening on Breaker, and some, shout out to Australia, listening on Radio Public. But wherever you're listening, heartwarming content, heart-building content, content that is a revolution no matter the show we're celebrating, content that will hopefully help us pay our bills. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back next week. It's been a hell of a show. We'll be yeah. recapping AEW Revolution 2022. We're going to see what new stories will start. It's a hell of a time to be a fan. I feel like we say it at the end of every episode because it's true. We wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. Until next time, I'm your guy, Juve. Sitting here with my tag team partners, Big Ren, the legendary, and Matt from the legendary Wraith Band. And together we are the Wyatt family. Until next time. Oh, we will see y'all next time. Adios, amigos. See you guys. Thanks for having me, man. It was awesome. Salute. Salute. <laughs>